Welcome back to Loud and Proud Orlando. We've got another preseason bonus episode for you. Uh, this time we're going to be doing our preseason predictions for 2024, something that we did here on the podcast last year. Uh, a lot of fun, kind of giving our estimations on team stats, awards, MLS results, uh, and the other competitions. Just a general idea of what, what we might guess. So I've got Paula's already given me hers. Um, Luis is going to send his as well. And here today is a special guest with me, uh, one of my fellow Englishmen, uh, Taylor from Orlando City, UK. How are you doing, Taylor? Hey, John. Thanks for having me. Um, love this time of year. Um, renewed hope, renewed expectations. And um, yeah, cannot wait to get going. This time next week, we will um, we will know, won't we, whether we've won our home openers. So um, yeah, dead excited. The uh, preseason has been going nothing but well. So that's that's always nice, but it gives you an, an uneasy sense of like, oh, everything is going to be great. Everything is going to be smooth. You know, I think we will face some adversity, I'm sure. But right now I'm struggling to think about how is there anything bad from this priest? I mean, the Duncan saga kind of, you know, wasn't great, but we kind of got through that and ended up still having Duncan on the roster. So for us, it wasn't that bad. I'm honestly, I think things couldn't be going better right now with the club. I think the jersey, the players, everything we've done this preseason uh, leads us into a very, very exciting Champions League opener on Wednesday night against Cavalry FC and then Saturday night, uh, the Montreal home opener. So let's kick off, Taylor, with our preseason predictions. Um, first of all, we're going to go through team stats. So last year we did uh, most minutes, most yellow cards, most assists, and most goals in this category. Let's start off with most minutes. Uh, Taylor, who do you have you think is going to get the most minutes? And this is just across the, the MLS season. We're not going to you know, add in all of the cup minutes to this one. Most minutes. Oh, interesting. Um, Robin Janssen last season, didn't he? He, um, he played the most amount of games he has for us so far. Um, he's another year older, but um, he didn't look it last year. I'm going to say him, you know. I'm going to say um, a safe bet. Um, club captain elect. I'm just waiting for the official announcement on that. Um, I think the feeling is that he's going to be that. Yeah, I, I think Janssen, um, I think he's going to put up another um, strong season. Um, and with the captain's armband as well, I hope the guys have been telling him, you know, to um, to rein it in a little. He can lose his head, as we've seen in the last few seasons. Um, so as captain, you know, he's got to kind of lead a bit more by example. But in terms of minutes, seeing the field, um, he was healthy all the last season. Um, anything can happen in football, but um, I think I think he and Brecolo will be um, a top partnership, and I feel he he's my bet for the most minutes. Yeah. So Paul also had um, him as well, Janssen. I also am going to pick Janssen. Uh, Luis picks Janssen, and um, <laughs> last year the winner with the most minutes was Janssen. So um, I'd Galese maybe. It up yes. just because he's the goalkeeper and you know i maybe we'll give mason some minutes so you know maybe with with international duty that's the thing with with robin baku etc they all go out on international duty he doesn't get that so often he wins that and like you said he, he isn't really slowing down anything after that you know came back from injury he looks ready to go for another couple of years so hopefully he is our, our guy for most minutes again all right, most yellow cards. Now, I'll tell you, uh, last year, we all thought it was going to be Janssen or, or Cartagena. 
getting the most yellow cards. I went with Cartagena, and it was, in fact, Cartagena with uh, eight yellow cards and one red card, seconded by Cesar with also eight yellow cards, but he didn't have a red card, and then followed up by Antonio Carlos. So, Taylor, most yellow cards. This is a fun one. I like I like thinking about who, uh, who in our, especially our team, you know, who this... likes to give out a yellow, because we all like a yellow. I, I feel like a lot of our guys love a yellow, to be honest with you, from uh, from the back to the front. Um, but there's two names going through my head right now, and it's probably the same two names that all of OC Twitter has in theirs. Um, it's almost a competition between them two. We actually want them to, you know, um, dial it back a bit and, you know, watch their step. Um, but it's Wilder Cartagena and it's Cesar Araujo, um, our dynamic double pivot. Um, those guys were uh, workhorses in there. It's a big part of the reason we finished second in the Supporters' Shield last season. So those guys have to do the dirty work. They're inevitably going to pick up a lot of yellow cards. But at a push, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go Wilder. I'm going to go Wilder, just. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was Cesar also. Yes. Um, so Paula is with you. She's gone for Wilder. Uh, Luis has gone for Jansen. And... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Cesar, and the reason I'm gonna go for Cesar is because the refs have figured out that he likes to throw himself on the ground to pretend. The dark, the dark uh, yeah, he he he's he's got a bit of Neymar about him, and yes. uh, and now that they know that, they've been giving him yellows for doing that, and I he just doesn't seem to stop. Yeah. So I think that's although yeah. although John, although on that note, sorry to butt in. No, go ahead. I've seen the last twenty four hours that Pro are potentially on their way out, so maybe it's a clean slate for him. You know, so you I never... think uh, I think at the beginning of the year, it's only you know if we're gonna have alternative refs, it's probably just gonna be more yellows for Cesar. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on to a really interesting one: uh, most assists. So last year, uh, we went for. Perea and Torres was the the what we predicted for most assists. The actual winner was Ojeda, which is surprising. Think about mm. how many minutes he had um, and shows his impact in the team. Seconded by Ivan Angulo, and then a third place was uh, Mauricio. So no more Mauricio. Mm. We now got a big gap in sort of our assist creation machine, as it were. Uh, do you think Taylor Ojeda is going to maintain that and keep being our top assist maker, or do you think someone else is going to come and take that stat? Well, you say gap. Um, I respond with um, Nicolas Ladero. He's a year older. He's in the twilight of his career now. Um, MLS veteran, of course. Um, but from the small bits, and I must reiterate, it's only been small bits of preseason that I've actually seen video footage so far. I think that guy is going to be, I've seen other guys explain it as a plug and play. I think he's a plug and play signing. Um, you, you know, class is permanent and all of that. I really do feel he's going to slot in there. He knows the league and just pick up from where he left off with the uh, the Sounders. So obviously there's a lot of creation. Um, I love what Angulo did last year. He completely took me by surprise. Needs to work on his finishing, as we all know. But um, he had a far, far better season than I thought he was going to have. There's him, there's Facu Torres. But I feel like Ladero can play as an eight and can play as a ten. But with, you know, the dynamic double pivot in Cartagena and Araujo, I do feel like he's going to see the most of his minutes in the 10, um, especially probably getting a year slower. Um, so, yeah, I see him doing what Mauricio did and potentially better. So I'm going to go with our, our new Uruguayan number 10. Or 14, to be uh, completely accurate. <laughs> um, 
I think that's a really good shot. I think definitely he's going to be all parts of everything we do creating wise. Uh, based on the preseason, he definitely does look ready to go plug and play. As you say, he, he looks like he just knows culturally how to play with these guys around him. And he knows what to do in, in Oscar's system. So I think more perhaps that he might be on the sort of secondary assist, like the ball before the assist. Um, so that for that reason, I'm going to go for Ojeda. I think Ojeda just seems to be everywhere in the attack, whether it's involved with shooting or or that final, especially in this preseason, I've seen a lot of Ojeda connecting with Faku, um, mm -hmm. a, which has been really encouraging. And for that reason, I'm going to go Ojeda most assists. Uh, Paula also went for Ojeda and Luis has gone for Faku. So different, some different choices there, uh, which shows really this year how many options we have to, to, to create that final ball. And, that, and that's the beauty of it. Um, you look at the um, the attacking options that we have now, and there's there's real depth there. Um, and Ojeda is an interesting one for me. I'm so interested to see what um, year two looks like for him. He was the guy that went on the back of my jersey last year. Quality player. Um, but when I'm about my starting 11 right now, he's still not in it. Um, so, yeah, it's really encouraging to hear. You've seen more of the preseason than me that he's kind of hit the ground running because um, he's a guy, when the Boca links come up, I um, I was kind of shaking my head because I want to see this guy succeed. Yeah, I think that was, uh, we're pretty sure that was just South American BS, honestly. Yes. <laughs> One of those erroneous rumors yes. that coming out of nowhere. I mean, the guy, the next day, they like a week later, they announced that he had a green card, so. Yeah, I don't think he's go. going anywhere. Um, team awards. So this section uh, involves team, uh, sorry, player of the year, young player of the year, defender of the year, midfielder of the year, and striker of the year. Now, sort of young player of the year, it, it's not exact. I say 23 and, and younger, right? If you yeah, start yeah. pickle out 25, 26-year-old, I think we'll have to say he's too old. Um, so you can pick on that quarter. We changed it from rookie of the year because – the draft is not having as much of an impact. Uh, and last year, Duncan was basically the only guy to pick and, and obviously won that award. So this yeah. year, we've opened it up to Young Player of the Year. Uh, but first of all, we're going to go with Player of the Year. Uh, Paolo has gone for Faku. And Luis has gone for Wilder Cartagena, which I think is a really interesting pick in terms more of like an impact for the whole of the team. Often, this is you're thinking of attacking players, goals, assists. But uh, Wilder definitely cannot be underestimated in his impact on this team this year. Yeah. Who do you I, have for player of the year? I I say Faku. He's now committed with us. Um, you know, when he I don't know how many of the offers for him were legitimate. Um, but he's now committed with us. He's signed his new deal this offseason. Um, he has typically for us so far got hot in the second half of seasons. We're kind of waiting for him to put a whole season together um of consistent form, say, you know, like a Hani Mukhtar. Um, kind of form for the whole um, regular season. I'm going to go with him because he has gotten better and better. He's obviously, he hasn't hit his peak yet. He's still such a young guy, um, but he has been the talisman for us, the jewel in the crown, as I call him. Um, and I do um, have him as our um, as our player of the year. I just love his confidence. Um, the fact um, when we signed him from Peñarol, he put the team on his shoulders he is great at penalty penalty kicks. I hope this doesn't get clipped up and um, I jinx him for the season. But um, yeah, the guy's going to get his fair share of um, penalties. Um, he's everywhere. He can play left, right. 
He now has the 10 jersey, whether that means we deploy him centrally or not, I don't know. Um, but I feel he's such a dynamic player. Um, I'm an Arsenal fan, as everyone knows. We've been linked to him in the past. I do want to keep him in Orlando as long as possible. Um, I just see this guy continuing to grow and get better with us um, and hope he stays around for as, for as long as possible. So I'm going to go Faku um, for Player of the Year. El Cuervo, we love him. And um, yeah, just hoping that he kind of has his end of season form for the whole season this term round. Yeah, I think Faku, we're hoping, takes that next level this year, right? Really jumps up to a sort of Almada, Carlos Gil, like level of sort of winger or 10 for us. Um, that that guy that we can look at and say he's the one to carry the team on his back. So hoping that Faku can make that jump up. You know what I did? And I you totally realize, I'm sure, I missed most goals. We completely skipped the category there. So we're going to go back <laughs> to team stats and finish up with most goals over there. Who do you have for most goals? This this one I've been back and forth with, even between the other questions, because I knew he was going to ask it. Goals. I mean, bold predictions. I mean, the guy that's going to go on the back of my legacy kit is Luis Muriel. And I would be very bullish and um, say it with my chest that it's going to be him because he's been a reliable goal scorer throughout the years. But the thing that doubts me is whether he's going to come in and be the nine from next weekend, from opening day going forward, or whether, you know, Duncan didn't get his move to um, to Blackburn Rovers. He already knows the club. It'll be super interesting for me who Oscar goes with. I don't see him kind of, you know, switching formations and going to a two up top early in the season. Oscar doesn't tend to do that. He has his system and, you know, we went with wing backs for a little bit last year and then he reverted to type that we all wanted. So I don't see being two up tops. So it would be one of them. Oh, I want to say Muriel. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Duncan come the summertime. Could it be Faku even? You know, am I even looking in the wrong spot? Here's a really tough one because we have a lot of weapons now, which is great. I'll for tell you team. this. Paola yeah. has Faku and Luis has Muriel. So if that helps yeah. you, probably not at all. <laughs> not at all. I'll say I have Muriel. Yeah, he's, he's going on the back of my jersey. And if he's going on the back of their... Yeah. You know, it's for a reason. I feel the I, guy's going to be really good for us. I'm going to say him. I'm going to say Yeah, uh, the Oscar connection, the Colombian yeah. factor of it all. I think we've seen that Oscar, and we've talked about this, he, he has the ability to really have a get the final thing out of a player on the end of his career, really push him to show what he can do one last time. We saw it with Mauricio. We saw it with Pato. We've seen it with countless guys. And I think Luis is in that that category where he's he's still class. He can still finish from anywhere. I think we just got to get him in a team where he fits in a system. And at this level, remember, he's still scoring at Syria. So at this level, there's no reason why he can't hit the ground running. And throughout the season, I believe he will he will net us 15 plus goals. And on and on Muriel as well. I mean, I'm so happy with all three of our um you know, new guys, you know, not Wilder or not um, Ivan, who signed permanently. Lodero, Bracalo and um, Muriel, I think are three really, really solid signings for this level um, in Major League Soccer. And Muriel is the one that excites me the most. I mean, for um, for listeners that don't know, um, it's his goals that kind of fired Atalanta to the, um, the Champions League for the first time in their history. So he's been a reliable goal scorer throughout the years, um, over 40 caps for the Colombian national team. And you've said it just there, John. I mean, the fact Oscar's Colombian himself, 
Um, I think there's something to be said for that. And um, I, I see this transfer being a real hit. If we look at some of the guys um, around the league, you know, who have come over, um, they've been lesser names than Muriel and have, you know, really ripped up the league. And albeit younger, Yakumakis at Atalanta, Denny Buanga, LAFC, those kind of guys, I really do feel he can put up the numbers that those guys have. So, yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'm convinced in my answer. Yeah, honestly, I think he's going to be uh, almost too good for MLS at, at times. It will it will show that he's really at that that top level still. Um, we're going to go back to the player of the year. You had Faku. I have Faku. Paula has Faku. And like I said, Luis has Wilder. So next one, young player of the year. Uh, I think it's probably not surprising who I went for here. Uh, I'm, I'm a Dag Dagger Dan fanboy. So I've gone for Dagger Dan. I think he's uh, going to kick on in that right back role, but also we'll uh, we'll see him employed in the midfield or maybe even attacking mid at times if we need to. Um, Oscar, we've seen, loves his versatile players, and Dagger Dan is up there on the top of that list. So I think he's going to continue and kick on and have an even better year. So I've gone for Dagger Dan. Who have you got as young player of the year? Well, when you when you said young player, I'm just thinking. So young player to me is 23 and younger, right? So yeah, younger than 23. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> ish. I'm gonna double check myself now. I should know this. So Dagger Dan is one. Um, Duncan Maguire obviously is one. He's 22. Um, and then also you have um, Cesar Ruhu, I believe, is 23. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, 23 and younger is the. 23 is the cutoff. Uh, you know, I it can't so. be 24. No. <laughs> 24 is not it. Well, it sounds young to me. I mean, I'm <laughs> you're you're officially done at 24. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one, this. Um, I think it would obviously have been Maguire before what's happened this offseason. Um, we don't know whether he sees out the entirety of 2024 with us. It's likely he won't. Um but he showed, didn't he, last season that he's got, you know, more than enough about him to kind of just kick on from where he left off. So I'm tempted to say him. I like your shout, Dagger Den, because, you know, he was very, very good. He made right back his own, um, probably something none of us were expecting last season. But, um, I mean, Zinchenko does it for Arsenal, my team, you know, the invert into midfield. He's very, very comfortable being a natural midfielder. Um, he's going to see a ton of minutes. Um Arauhu is going to see a ton of minutes. Do you know what? For the sake of being different, I'm going to say Cesar Arauhu. I really do think about that guy. I love him. I think he's crucial to our team. Um, and everyone talks about Faku getting his move um, overseas at some point. Um, I've honestly seen so much in Arauhu in the time he's been with us, a couple of seasons now, that he could quite rightly crack that Uruguayan national team and um, potentially get his move to Europe as well. So... He's almost that 24 cut off, but I'm I'm gonna say him. That's fair. I think we're blessed with young, talented players. Like, I mean, I was also thinking Enrique could potentially mm -hmm. have a real breakout year with us, you know, maybe yeah. deployed more on that left wing. Um, because striker position has got a lot of competition for him. But also another big selection uh by Paula and Luis is a guy that we haven't even actually technically signed yet. But uh, um, Giorgio Koscielny, the man who scored the 3-2 winner yesterday in the game against Colorado in the 90-plus something minute. So he looks like a real talented, um, yeah. definitely, you know, young, 
I think he's 21 or maybe 22 yeah. Um, yeah. coming out of college, but someone that they've had their eye on for a while and does look like he could already contribute to this team. So, and as well, well we, be uh, we traded, we traded up for him, right? In the draft, um, obviously finishing second in the supporters shield. We used to snag in some of the best college talents, aren't we? But you know, we yeah. picked him lower this year, but the fact we traded up for him, he showed up really well against Flamengo. I watched those highlights. I hear that he, you know, he scored the winner again last night. I'm simply waiting for the official announcement. I think of the. I think uh, they will. I think Sukada and Merkovic, um, you know, will be OCB. But I think Kachevsky, especially in central midfield, we've only kind of got three bodies. Um, I, I think it's a no-brainer, especially with how he's been performing. Um, I think he's ahead of schedule in that respect. I've been talking to Dennis Chin about Sakata because it's actually his player. Dennis is his agent. Yes. So um, he's hoping that he will get picked up potentially for an OCB. Yeah. We'll see uh, on that one. And and the other guy, I, the other guys, I don't know, TBD. We'll have to see. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to Defender of the Year. So Defender of the Year for me, uh, I'm going David Bracalo straight off the gap. I think he's, he's going to score four or five goals if we use him correctly in those set pieces. And for me, that will put you up as the top defender. If you're scoring goals and you're able to do everything you should at the back, yeah. uh, I really believe this this guy, when once he's gelled with the squad and once he's had some time to settle in with with Robin next to him, um, is going to be a top defender in this league. Um, 100% with you, John. I mean, it could be Janssen. Like I said earlier, he's, you know kept his level high you know he's only been capped once by Sweden he's going to be here he's going to get the minutes that I've already said but Bracalo another signing I'm over the moon with and you know we've not seen him really um play soccer in our jersey yet but I think it speaks volumes the guy really wants to be with us um you know it was a bit of a saga in the off season trying to get him from Viking in Norway um, it got a bit messy, you know, there was a ton of, you know, comments so all over um, Twitter. But in those comments, we really saw a guy that wanted to be here, here in Orlando. Um, so, you know, Luis Muzi, Ricardo Moreira, they've been clearly watching the guy for a long, long time, sold the project to him. And he gets goals. Um, we did an article a couple of months ago now when, you know, we were first linked with him kind of looked into his career so far and he does weigh in with his fair share of goals um as well um six foot one um slovenian international um and uh, having looked at the teams that were linked with him before he's ended up with us in orlando um luton town coventry city leeds um Besiktas, big big club in um, turkey where carl larin went um, a long time ago he's been a sought after player um for a lot a lot of clubs so the fact we've got him here i think speaks volumes and the fact you know he sees his next step as a 25 year old i believe he is um yeah imagine soccer. I, I think speaks volumes so yeah I'm, I'm gonna say defender of the year the fact even the critics are kind of saying this guy could be a top five defender he's got to do it on the field of course you know this is all presumptuous pre-season talk but i really do believe what he says I mean, I think he's going to be a monster man. I mean, Janssen next to him. Um, I think our spine's looking real, real strong with him in it. I mean, we had an incredible defence last year. If you then consider you replaced, you know, Rodri with that guy, mm -hmm. hopefully that means we're going to be even harder to break down. And, and Dagger Dan coming on and having more time and right back. And the second year for Rafa Santos, right? Like 
yep. he didn't have the greatest start at the beginning of last year either. So that whole back line, as long as we can keep them fit and healthy, so it's it incredible for the for this level. And I think they will do a, a great job for us. Um, other picks, Paolo went for Bracalo as well. And Luis has gone for Janssen. So I think uh, Janssen could also win it. You know, we, we, we never underestimate the Viking himself. All righty, on to midfielder of the year. Uh, Luis has gone for Ladero. I think it's a great, great option. The guy's going to be an assist merchant, I'm sure. And midfielder of the year for Paola has gone for Cartagena. So for you, midfielder of the year, Taylor. Yeah, another tough one. Um, we're kind of so deep in the categories now that we've we've sung the praises of a lot of players. And I think the most reassuring thing for both of us as we speak through this is that there is genuine quality throughout the team now, um, which should put us in good stead. But um, I was, I mean, it was one of, it's been a breathless and short off season, but going right back to the beginning, I was dead, dead happy when we did get the permanent deal in place for um, Cartagena. Um, again, it's a permanent home for him now. Um, two seasons of service essentially on loan and you would have never known he was on loan. You would have think he's been playing for us for years. Um, I think he's going to get better. He's in the peak of his career. Um, he's the engine in midfield. He's the one that connects everything from back to front. Um, you know, we don't get a ton of credit from, um, you know, around the league all of the time. Um, we're that kind of chip on the shoulder team. But with Cartagena um, and his partnership with Aru last season, we started to see the Matt Doyles, you know, and the, the people around the league really start to take notice. And I feel he's going to continue um, where he left off last season. Um, that goal, man, I have to bring it up. Whenever I talk about Cartagena, that goal against Nashville, uh, I'm still watching it to this day. I mean, the playoffs didn't go how we wanted it to, but um, my my word, um, he will not score a, a better goal than that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go for him. Could easily be Ladero because I'm, um, yeah, I'm convinced that getting older means getting wiser and I see him linking up with Muriel really well. But um, for the sake of being different, I'm going to go Cartagena. Love that one. Yeah, um, Cartagena. For you, I'm going to go Ojeda. I really think Ojeda's going to step it up this year. I think he's going to be an assist merchant. I think he's going to be everywhere for us, as well as scoring some goals. Uh, him and Faku just, just leading the line together. Uh, in front of that, we have striker of the year. Uh, I can tell you right now, Luis and Paul have gone for Muriel. I've gone for Muriel. Yes. Have you got somebody different from Luis Muriel? I'm going to be dead boring and say Luis Muriel. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, if he's going to get the most, most goals, goals right? yeah, yeah, you know, it has to be. That's my guy up there. He's uh, he's just before it would have been Duncan, and I think with everything happening, it's, it's got to be Luis. Moving on to MLS season results. So last year, uh, we have total goals scored, total goals against, total points, final position, and then like the final end, meaning where do we actually end up in the MLS Cup? Total goals last year, uh, 55 was the total goals. We had some different predictions last year. We, we were around about the 60 mark, so we're actually over-predicted uh, the mm -hmm. actual amount of goals that we ended up with. Over-under on that mark, Taylor, 55 or more or less, where do you think total goals for us? And this is just MLS season. I think we're over. I think we have the firepower now. Um, yeah, that, that's one I'm quite confident about, actually. Um, and a very important stat. I hope I'm right. But um, yeah, I'm going to say over. Do you want to give a specific number? 
Oh, so 55 we got last year, right? 55. I'll tell you, Powell's gone for 60, and Luis has gone for 65. So Luis has gone up a whole 10. Powell's gone up five. I'm going to go 62. And I'm going to go 61. All righty. <laughs> Split the difference. I like it. Uh, goals against. Last year, we were predicting around the 30, 40 mark. We actually ended up goals against 39, which was an incredible uh, achievement. Like you said, hopefully we can uh, can better that. What do you have, Taylor, for goals against? Are you going up or down from that? Mm, I'm gonna go up, but very slightly. Um, I'm gonna say 42. Um, I think Breckelow is gonna be a monster, but because he is new to the league, perhaps there's some adaptation time there. You know, Antonio Carlos was there for a long time before him. Um, yeah, so ever so slightly. Um, yeah, ever so slightly. Jansen being the captain, and he wasn't last season. Um, but yeah, I think we're essentially on course for a similar kind of uh, return. But I'm gonna I'm go up up very slightly. So Luis and Paula and I have all gone down. Uh, we're being very optimistic. Uh, we Luis has gone for 30. So he's gone. That's really wow. low. I'm very impressed. And Paula's gone for 35. I've gone for 34. The reason I'm going for less is because last year we we did have the beginning of the season. Definitely some defensive lapses, and we just weren't we weren't very consistent throughout almost the two first two thirds of the season. I would say until like yeah. the last section where we really came alive. If if we we start like we we ended last year, and we come out of the gate with a bit more consistency, I and a potentially an even better back line, like you said, Ricardo, we'll have to bed in. But once he's in, um, perhaps less mistakes than we saw with Schlegel could equal less goals. Uh, Overall, I'm, I'm very optimistic. The only thing I would say on the counter argument where you might be right is that the East has got considerably stronger. Strong. Um, I think, well, it was already strong anyway, but the, it's like a bloodbath is, is the term we're using at the moment. And <laughs> there's just so many big hitters there that yeah. uh, we could potentially concede to you know, the likes of Jim, your Jack and Mackesses, your, your, uh, your Almadas, who just, even if we're playing a good game, we'll, we'll net one anyway. Yeah. Uh, moving on to our next category, total points. So total points last year, we got 63 points overall. We were all pretty close with our predictions uh, last year. Uh, we had 65, 62 was the predictions from us. So pretty on point. Where do you think, Taylor, total points wise, 63? Remember, 63 was good enough to get us second yep. overall in the entire competition. I believe did... Columbus get to 70. I think they were like 68 or something like that. I'd have to check. Yeah. But I um, Paula has 70. So she, she's well, really punching high. She's very, very optimistic here with her predictions. <laughs> I do, I do think the Ohio teams, um, Cincinnati and crew are going to be the teams to beat in the conference. Um, Union are always strong under Jim Curtin. Um, but I'm very, very optimistic on this as well. Um, it was an incredible points tally last season. Um, our highest ever in MLS, obviously, um, so far. Um, it's going to be north of 60. Um, but I don't want to contradict myself because I do believe the, the East is the stronger conference. It has been for quite some time now, if you ask me. Um, so it's going to be a lot of teams taking points off of each other. Having said that, though, I think ourselves, Crew, Cincinnati, Union, um, you know, I've kept a lot of the nucleus of the squad together are kind of ahead of the rest of the pack where it's a little more difficult to call. Um, but if you're going to push me for a number, I'm going to say 66. 
Well, Luis has just put supporter shield in his category. He, he's just said whatever, <laughs> whatever said. points, whatever points are needed to be top of the table. That's that's the points we'll get. Um, John, I so wanted to say it. The only thing that stopped me is just pure Orlando City PTSD. You know, of uh, you know, it's got better and better recent years, but I, I just can't quite come out of my mouth yet. I don't know why, but honestly, know. I feel very disconcerted by all of this. Exactly. like it's it's not we're not used to being a contender and yeah. honest all of this stuff we've been doing preseason we're talking with different people around the league and other mls podcasters who are making um podcasts about every team in the league or have done dives into every team in the league and even they are like yeah orlando could totally win this thing it makes yeah. me feel uneasy i'm like no don't yes. don't just ignore us focus <laughs> on other people and maybe want to go under the radar yeah like we did yeah don't don't highlight it but um Honestly, we're up there as a, this year as a contender, and that's why everybody's talking about it. So, for me, um, what did you say? I'm sorry, Taylor. I have to write your I numbers. Said, 60, uh, 66 was my final. 66, uh, and that was three up from last year. Luis yeah. has gone for the Sporter Shield, whatever that is. Paul has gone for 70. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go 68. Yeah. And I think that will be Supporter Shield. Um, it, it goes it just goes to show how far we've come though doesn't it because yeah. uh, you know that we could come on a preseason pod like this and and pre we, we could all be horribly wrong but <laughs> oh um, yeah the trajectory we've been on um it's not wild to say that and i mean i just love that we can kind of say that because we've been in a very very different place only a few years ago so um yeah i'm excited man so our next category is final position, which basically ties to that. Unless you're, you know, you're 66, you don't think is going to be first. Do you think 66 could be third or second? Where do you have a final position? Now, the East yeah. is very, very tight. So there is a world in which we do very well and still don't come in first. Yeah. I mean, I know that all too well from Arsenal um, <laughs> in the last 18 months or so. So, you know. I'm going to say we're going to finish second again. I know we did last season. It just seems familiar. Something about second. There's all, always another team that just seems to just have an incredible season. It was Cincinnati last season. Um, so second seems safe. I'd be, you know, the, having the home field advantage last year, obviously it didn't um, play out for us in the end, uh, but that was massive. We need to get that again this season, top four position um so yeah I'll, I'll be happy with second you know we need to just keep pushing i think it says a lot for me that you know we finished there last season we probably didn't predict we'd finish there but if we can maintain finishing in and around there i think we should all be really really happy with that so i've gone for first um yes. i also think that we're gonna win the supporter shield i think that we are i think it's different teams will be after different competitions I think our squad and the attacking assets that we have is so deep that we'll be able to rotate guys into different positions and still play our game and and have enough about us um, that we're just going to consistently. I think we will be that that Cincy team. Mm. I think we will be the team that you talked about. That's always there's that one. I think it, it's a scenario where that's us. Um, and based on preseason, obviously it's just preseason. Everybody we come up against looks a little bit flustered by by how well we're playing from what I've seen. Sure, we're passing so. around the ball at a, at a rate uh, already and, and creating um, so many chances that just seem to be, you know, we scored, what, 
eight, ten goals this preseason against big teams. So I mean, we'll see Oscar's, how that goes. Oscar's let the handbrake off now, you know. Like uh, I think he has. I think yeah. Nico Ladero has come in and it's just all just been like, okay, everybody. Now we know what to do. Everybody just play. Um, that's what I've seen in preseason. Now, obviously, I'm getting ahead of myself. It's just preseason, but. Uh, there's nothing negative um, so far. So for that reason, I'm going to go uh, for first as well. Luis chose first and Paula has chosen first. Uh, so I'm, I'm being a negative Nancy again, so I'm saying second. <laughs> I think, honestly, we could end up fourth. We could end up fifth. Like right. we There's get, not a lot in it, like you said. Right. I'm sure there's every all these other clubs like Philly and Cincy and Columbus who are doing this and predicting that they're going to come first as well. Uh, so yeah. it's going to be tight up there. We'll see how it goes. Um, where do you think, sort of, with us coming second, do you think then going on from that into the MLS Cup playoffs, how would we do in those for you? Do you think we'll be – I put win, in, winners of the East is what I yeah. predict for us. I think we'll, we'll win our conference yeah. um, in those, but then we'll get to the MLS Cup final and perhaps that might be a step too far. I'm going to flip that. And I'm going to say we're going to finish second, so we're not going to get the shield, but we're going to win MLS Cup. Um, with Oscar Perea's team, um, you know, his brotherhood, band of brothers built in the bubble, I always call it. Um, it was really that tournament where we kind of, you know, it was a brave new world. Before that, Orlando City and MLS were just, uh, and also ran, you know, we got all the way to the final then, losing her you know, admittedly, you know, behind closed doors and what have you, but it was a big game for us in our history. That hurt. We used that hurt and we got better in the league after that. Uh, we've had our hurt in the playoff, um, but it's still the same management group. Um, I'm really a true believer. It happens in all sports, not just soccer. Um, how often do you see a team, um, you know, fail to make it and then they make it? You know, they use all of their... Um, you know, negative experiences and turn it into a positive. I'm really a believer that Oscar Perea's Orlando City can do that. The thing I want to see when it's MLS Cup playoffs time, because I'm not entertaining, you know, anything other than playoffs in 2024, um, and nor should anyone. The thing I want to see is I want to see us keep our heads um, this time. That's the um, criticism that has been levelled at Oscar Perez, Orlando City so far. We get overly emotional in the heat of the postseason, and that needs to improve because 11 v 11, everybody keeping their heads. We could have already kind of had our name on the cup, arguably. You know, we've kind of almost beat ourselves. Um, you know, a strong statement, but, you know, something I believe in. So I really do feel we've kind of been through enough heartache now for the guys to right their wrongs. Um, so your your um, prediction could easily happen, but I'm going to flip it. I'm going to say we're going to finish second, so runners up in the support shield. But this time, I sure hope I'm right. We're going to get it right in the uh, the playoffs. I think home home field advantage is is huge, isn't it? You know, um, having those games in front of the wall, we made it back into a fortress um, last season. That's for sure. Uh, we just came up against a really savvy, good crew side. Um, but I think we'll be better off for the experience. I really do. So, um, yeah, we're going to go all the way 2024. I think we have to go into that time of the year on a hot streak. That, that's what it is for me. It's all about, you know, Nashville, for example, did really well in the League's Cup period and then sort of phased out at the end of the MLS season. Yeah. 
we we almost peaked a little too early and didn't quite have that same momentum going into the playoffs. And if we had, I think we definitely would be, you know, MLS Cup champs. And getting knocked out by by Columbus at the end of the day is no skin off of my teeth. So, already moving on. Yeah, they're they're a bit good. And Wilfred Nance is the best coach in MLS for a reason. So, yeah. Moving on to the other competitions around the league. First of all, the League's Cup. Luis has gone for the semifinals of the League's Cup. Uh, Paula has gone for the round of 16. She's she don't think we know stock in the uh, in the League's Cup for Paula. Uh, I'm going to go for the the round of 16 as well. I think for us we're just going to prioritize other competitions mm-hmm. and Oscar will use the League's Cup as an opportunity to play some of these fringe players, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll be focused on our MLS results and maybe already had a Champions League by then. Who knows? Uh, so League's Cup, Not. I don't think we're interested, personally. Um, yeah, it's... Um... So remind me, League's Cup comes in July, right? Yeah, June, July. Yeah, so it's, it's a mid, so it's mid-season start. It's, it's um, where it's where the summer break used to be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's, there's mitigating factors, isn't there? Because you know, um, I think um, uh, Concacaf Champions Cup. So that's where we start this season. Um, we're going to be cavalry over two legs, I believe. Um, our quality should tell. Uh, then we run into Tigres, most likely like we did last season. I mean, they're one of the favourites for that competition. So we ran them close, but those guys could easily beat us. So we could be out of that, putting more um, eggs in our League's Cup basket by mid-season, potentially. Uh, the Open Cup, it still hasn't been decided whether we're entering the B team or Orlando City, right? That's died of death, honestly. That was Remember the pre-Christmas, everyone had their pitchforks out. I, I've not oh, heard anything. I did. I did for sure. No, it's yeah. uh, it's it's not been resolved. There was a latest on it. Yeah. There was a latest, and a lot of people did try to tell me that it had been resolved. To which I told them, I said nothing was resolved. No. No. MLS yeah. said one thing. U.S. Soccer said another thing. Yeah. They're still trying to figure it. Leak. I mean, Open Cup it, is up in the air. Luis has put literally in his notes. But if OCB plays this round of sixty. <laughs> So Luis is not hopeful for the saving of the no. Open Cup. I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, we're, we're all still waiting to find out. But I mean, Open Cup would kick in before League's Cup. The Open Cup, we obviously cherish a lot. You know, we have a lot of history in the competition. Obviously won it in 2022. So we're going to respect that competition if it's the first team. I just have a feeling it will be the B team, though. Um, so what am I trying to say here? Well, there's so many cup competitions now, isn't there? But... I uh, think I'm with, after all of that, I think I'm with you. And I think it's round of 16 for the League's Cup. Uh, but, I, but there's mitigating factors. There's mitigating factors. So for League's Cup, you want round of 16, which basically means we get out of the group, right? And like we have that, that, first, that first knockout, like we did last year, first knockout before, round, which I think is fair. I think we'll get out of the group. It doesn't, it's not that yeah. hard for us to get out Os- of the group. The thing I will say on this, though, before we move on, is mm. that. Oscar has always respected the cup competitions. Um, he rarely pivots away from an experienced 11. He, you know, might bring some of the younger guys in, but it's usually an experienced 11. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go one quarterfinals of the uh, the League's Cup, um, I'm, I'm going to say. Yeah. Because the B team, 
I believe the B team went to the Open Cup. Um, and good luck to them, you know, if that is the case. And I hope you go as far as possible. The Champions Cup, I do see us running into Tigres again, unfortunately. I hope it's Whitecaps. You know, we pick off two Canadian sides to really get motoring in that. But I think we run into Tigres and I think they're so strong. Um, so, yeah, I do see us um, potentially um, giving the League's Cup a real good a good, um, a good, good go. And remind me, it's Montreal and a Mexican team, right, in the group Yes. Set. I have to I go back and look. It was it was announced. Uh, it wasn't a big Mexican team. It wasn't a big one. So I think I think we get through the group in that. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, so for you, you've got quarterfinals for the League's Cup, the Open Cup. You're saying probably going to be OCB, right? We're thinking so. Round of sixteen, something low. Round of sixteen, and, and the quarterfinals of the Champions. Cup, which would be Tigres, is that correct? The quarterfinals, I think so. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So all right. I can hope I'm wrong. I really want that. I really want to go further in that competition this year. Uh I the Champions League is interesting. It, it, it's definitely a bit of a revenge tour for us. Um yes. the League's Cup, Luis has the semis, Paula has the round of 16. I've also gone round of 16 on that. You've got quarterfinals, open cup. Luis has said as if OCB plays round of 16, Paola's gone for the semifinals. She believes it'll be happening. I've gone for the quarterfinals, so kind of a compromise in the middle there. And yeah. you're also going for like round of 16, presuming that this isn't resolved and the uh, OCB yeah. boys will be playing Champions League. Uh, Luis has gone for quarterfinals. Paola's gone for the semifinals. I'm going for the final of the Champions League. Nice. I, I, think, I think we're going to have... I predict in Champions League heartbreak. I think we'll get there. I think we'll... We'll enjoy our revenge tour. We'll take out cavalry. We'll, I think we'll we'll just do it against Tigres. We'll we'll do the business against Colorado as a sort of revenge for the MLS, and then I think we'll we'll get right to the final and then potentially slip up. Yeah. So that's my uh, that's my happy but also slightly pessimistic view <laughs> on the Champions League. <laughs> uh, but I can totally agree that Tigres is that first major challenge. Yeah. Um, I think once we get over that, that's where I could see us. Yeah, progressing further with with renewed confidence. And you speak of revenge season. Um, interestingly, for the listeners, Miami aren't in the same section as us in the League Cups, but they are on the same side of the bracket. So I believe we run it if we, you know, semi-final against uh, Miami is what it semi would be. Semi-final, yeah, if that worked boy, out, could that Malfort in right? <laughs> well, I was talking yesterday about the uh, Clásico del Sol could be happening in several competitions. At yes. a sort of semi-final, almost maybe final, like we we could end up going deep in the Champions League and seeing them. We could end up going deep in the Leagues Cup or the Open Cup and, or even MLS Cup and seeing them just because of the nature of both of our teams being up there at the top of the East. Uh, I, I imagine they're going to be a top five team in MLS and, and they're definitely going to put their eggs in these cup competition baskets. Like they're going to go all out for Champions League. They'll go all out for Leagues Cup again. They'll yeah, maybe if they're in the open cup, open cup, they'll care. I don't know, probably not. But MLS Cup again, I imagine they they will do things like not play guys if they're in the playoffs just to save Messi for whatever for yeah. a certain game or for the playoffs, etc. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing I predict for Miami, and because of that reason, I think Florida might be some of the most interesting football and some of the most soccer. Apologies, we're going too English there. Um, some of the most interesting soccer that we see uh, this year around. So 
Taylor, do you have any other sort of final thoughts on the season or do you want to make any other predictions? Is, is there a player or is there anything that you're like, I'm going to watch this and this is what I think might happen this year? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping. the wild card section. The wild card section. I mean, I'm hoping one category you didn't bring up is uh, yeah. the Siggy Schmid coach of the year. And I'm hoping that Oscar can throw his hat into the ring for that. I mean... Yeah, you know, I love the guy. What he's brought to um, to the city of Orlando. Um, we've had some unforgettable memories. It's been an incredible ride with him. Um, I'd be a liar if I didn't say I had my big, big doubts at the beginning of um, last season. Um, you just wanted the guy to let the handbrake off. Um, all credit to him, the coaching staff, the players. They figured it all out on the training ground and from the mid-season onwards. Um, we saw the Orlando City that the supporters really wanted to see because we always knew we had the talent. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, the Pappy special on the road. We know how to win on the road. Um, there's no doubt ever since he's been at the club, not just last season, we know how to play ugly on the road and win. I want us play with I want us to play with flair at home as well, more so than we did last season. You get those two things going together. Honestly, you're you've got to be in with a shout of being coach of the year. There's some top top coaches in this league. Wilfred Nancy going from strength to strength, obviously with Crew um, winning MLS Cup last season. Um, but yeah, I hope Oscar's a a top three shout like Janssen wasn't madly last season because he should have been for Defender of the Year. Um, but no, I, I love this time of year to use this wild card section at the end. Um, we're always full of renewed hope and expectations. Um, but honestly, in all my years following the team, it's so exciting right now. The New Jersey launch looked awesome on um, on Thursday. Um, the sign-ins have been all high-caliber, quality, quality sign-ins. Ones that you can really come on pods like this and say, no, this guy will be good um, and not be surprised if he hits the ground running. So just enjoy it. That's my message to um, all, all fellow Orlando City supporters at the moment. Just enjoy it. Obviously, you know, this is soccer and we could all be this excited and Montreal win 2-0 because it's MLS and crazy stuff happens. But um, but no, I really do feel we've um, credit to the, um, you know, the people in the front office. They've got all of the moves done that we wanted to get done. They renewed Perea because that was right at the beginning of the offseason. And I was so happy we did that because I really do believe that he's the man to lead us to, uh, to MLS Cup. Um, and yeah cannot wait for um for a big week ahead i think the uh, level of optimism going around the fans at the moment is is almost disconcerting we're we're uh we're used to being a little bit more pessimistic um yes. pre-season and having something to like i said i'm try, trying to poke a hole in in something wrong and it's hard to find an issue honestly maybe the dagger dan hasn't um been around much for preseason. I would have liked him to get more minutes. I was, I was talking with Eddie about that. Um, also, potentially David Bracalo not not quite being in there at the beginning. Um, these these are really minor negative issues that, mm. that we, we might face. But the whole period that we went through last year at the beginning of the season of, well, a lot of people were talking about the gelling time that we needed uh, to bring in Ojeda and work getting everything out. I don't think that's going to be a struggle for us this year. And this is why I predict us to do well in the Champions League. I think we're going to hit the ground running from what yes. we've seen from preseason, really taking that form from the end of last year and just going straight into the new year. And hopefully if we do that, you know, I predict 
we're going to go on to tomorrow's podcast and I'm going to talk about Cavalry FC. But I think for for Wednesday, I think it's going to be a big scoreline. I think we're going to blow these guys out of the water um, just because of our pure firepower that we have on this team and the level that we're playing at and the level that we're, we're playing it. So if that's the case, that'll really boost our confidence going into Tigres and, and Montreal, obviously, before that as well. So. Yeah, I'm hoping to. Um, I'm hoping to exciting, hundred percent. I'm I'm hoping we get the game one in in leg one at Cavalry. Um, to anyone who's traveling up there, it is a beautiful part of the world. Obviously, not in Alberta on Vancouver Island with the uh, the venue change. Um, it's a wonderful part of the world. It's going to be cold still. Um, so if you are one of the lucky few traveling up there, um, pack your um, thermals for sure. But yeah, I mean, the CPL, I've actually been to, um, random tidbit, I've actually been to um, Spruce Meadows, where Cavalry's actually based when I was living over there in Canada. Really? Travel to Alberta. Um, wonderful place, like I say. Um, it's actually based on the site of a um, kind of like an equestrian show jumping venue. It's unique, super unique. Obviously, the game won't be there um, next week. It'll be um, in Langford um vancouver island but um but yeah they're a great club um they were dead kind to me when i went up there you know i learned about the club um opened up the store for me had a look around um but yeah these guys are minnows at this level it's the first time they've ever been in it um you know so they can play with freedom we we've only been in it once but you know we really want to make our quality tell um and then those guys aren't used to the florida weather either so um very interesting one um certainly intriguing I think it's great to uh, be the big boys going, you know, there would be a world where we were, we were the cavalries of, of, you know, the US where we were at that level USL team looking up at the big teams, Champions League clubs, and now that's us. Um, so it's really exciting to be having taken this journey with the club and be where we are now and being, you know, a top team in North America and competing in things like the Champions League and going far and deep in competitions it's something that we always hoped for uh, as, as an MLS club, but it wasn't necessarily something that we we always knew was coming, right? It was something that we waited a long time. We've had our years in MLS, like you said, that were not fun. So now um, I totally agree with you, Taylor. I think the most important thing is just to enjoy it. Um, really sure. enjoy enjoy this part of the season. And, and for whatever happens this year, I think we're going to play incredible soccer. I think we're going we're gonna to look really good. And I think we're going to win something. Now, whatever you predicted things we've won, Luis has predicted we win something, I predicted we win something. They're all different competitions, uh, but I think we will get a piece of silverware this year. That's my overall take. I really, really hope so. Um, yeah. I still cherish the memories from um, winning that Open Cup a couple of years ago, um, front row of the wall. It was unforget. It's one of my favourite uh, memories in football, honestly. Um, and yeah, I'm so... What did the TIFO say? The home opener last year, hungry for more. I couldn't say it better than that. Yes, I think um, there's going to be a, a really big TIFO this year for the Open. I'm expecting, you know, that that Champions League games or the home opener against Montreal to get that that kind of that feel from the uh, the TIFO that this is our time. You know, we're a big boy now. Watch out for us. Alrighty, Taylor, I'm going to go ahead and give you the chance to promote yourself um, on Twitter and wherever else that you put out. I know you uh, write a 
what what do you call you write a blog or do you write articles what would you say it is that you do yes yeah, so to find us so um, our website is we are orlandocityuk.com um it has been breathless this off season uh there has been so many transfer rumors um pre-season friendlies um you name it new contracts new manager deals everything we've been covering it all since um the last kick against the crew um so you know there's a lot of orlando city news out there some great podcasts some great websites we um come at it from a different angle we love fan opinions so you'll see a lot of twitter reacts articles from us where we kind of curate everybody's feelings about all of the headlines that have been going on this off season um heading into the season what we're um what we always do season in season out is the stats previews i'm a numbers guy i love it so um, we run the numbers ahead of every Orlando City game, every cup competition. So keep your eyes out for those. Um, and we're also on Twitter as well, of course, um, Orlando um, underscore City UK. Um, join us for all the fun. It's going to be a roller coaster ride, believe me. What's um, what do you call the like walk and talks that you do before? The walk the, and talks, those yes. are great. I love those. Yeah. So tell people, but those are usually on on X or Twitter, right? And uh, do, you, do you put them anywhere else? Whatever Elon's calling it nowadays, yeah, you reminded me. The uh, the walk and talks will be will be back in 2024. Um, they started off as kind of post match reactions um, at crazy hours in the UK, gone 3 a.m. You name it. Um, I always used to pan to the time on my oven and whispering not to wake anyone up in my house. Um, we since got a dog um, in the last um, 18 months or so. He needs to sleep and not be woken. Um, so that has now transitioned the post-match reactions into walk and talks, um, which we preview or review the latest Orlando City fixture. Um, so, yeah, that way my dog gets walked and you also get our perspective on the uh, the latest Orlando City games. So they will be back and I um, look forward to bringing you some more. Yeah, I particularly enjoy those because it, it reminds me of home. So I, I look and I'm like, oh, the English countryside behind Taylor there. Oh, it's beautiful. Especially when it's bad weather. It makes me really happy to live in Florida. So <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, our, you can find us uh, as Loud and Proud Orlando on YouTube. Uh, we are currently at about 733 subscribers, but we're pushing for the 1K mark. So if you're not subscribed, please go ahead and do so. Hit the bell notification um, icon. To get those notifications, Luis just put out a video yesterday of the game against Colorado where you can see the highlights um, with a winner by uh, Giorgio Kachevsky. You can go check that out. You can find us as LPO on X, um, LPO on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can find me as John Rollins OCSC on X. We've got another podcast coming for you tomorrow as we review the Champions League game against Cavalry with some special guests from Canada joining us for that one as well. So tune in tomorrow at 7.30 for that. And then later in the week, we're going to be previewing the Montreal game on Thursday night as well. So soon the Pride pod will be back. Uh, right now it's a long offseason for Pride, so not much to talk about there, but we'll be coming back with another Pride pod as they gear up for their season opener. Taylor, thank you very much for joining me on another weekend edition of LPO. This one was fun. I enjoyed your predictions and uh, the general positivity. I need to go and calm down before I think we're going to win everything. <laughs> I know. Disconcerting, right? But um, enjoy yeah. it. And um, yeah, thanks for having me, John. Pleasure. Thank you. And always on LPO, we sign off with a, a Vamos Orlando. So if you join me in a one, two, three.
و ما